Welcome back, guys. We are in episode 12 of Proof in Theory. We're pumped hello, about hello. that. And uh, today we're kind of going over something that is in the headlines. You know, we, we see it on social media all the time. We see the hustle culture, all of this stuff. It's in your face. Sometimes yep. it makes us feel a little lazy, you know, stuff like that. But in the end, we want to ask the question, who's defining your productivity? You know, like, is it you or is it the people that you look at on social media, the news, you know, etc.? So we're going to go over that today. We're excited to get into this. I think this is going to be helpful for you guys. All right, guys. We what are up, back. everyone? We're here. Little do you guys know, it has been like three weeks since we recorded our last podcast. So. It is true. We um, might be a little rusty, shaking the rust off. We spent probably like, what, 20, 30 minutes just to kind of like do a little jibba-jabba, get yep. the voices rolling. <laughs> um, for I think it's interesting. I, because I'm an extroverted person, I get more and more energy as we're talking. Is is it the opposite for you? Like as we keep talking, do you like, are you like in, literally draining slowly? In some ways, but like talking to certain people, not so much and about topics that I'm passionate about, not so much. So like, oh, if stop. I'm like, if it's like, <laughs> if it's small talk of like, how was your day? Weather's yeah. pretty crappy outside, you know, like yeah. that stuff will bring my bar down real fast. But when we're talking sure. about, you know, the topics that we are, that's kind of the opposite effect. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, before we get into the main topic of who defines your productivity, we're going to go through our segment of the week called Who's Your Morgan Freeman? Um, I'll start this one out because I've been talking about this dude for a minute. <laughs> so Chris Voss is my Morgan Freeman of the week um, because as as you probably if you're listening to the previous podcast i have a lot of time where i'm watching masterclass um masterclass is great i wish they were sponsoring us they currently aren't but they should be um but it's great because they, it really gives you a lot of insight onto topics that you might not really really care about before but all of a sudden find out that that's very important and this is one of those ones um so chris voss he's a former fbi hostage negotiator so pretty intense dude. Yeah, that's pretty um, impressive. And he's obviously with that he's teaching you how to negotiate. And I I always knew that negotiating was important, but I didn't understand it to the level that this guy discusses it. Mm. Um, because it's really like when you're walking into any situation, uh, whether it's obviously for him like hostage situations, or if it's a business situation, corporate situation like he talks about all those different things and how it's so important and i think the one thing that really stuck out to me um is like the purpose of negotiating is to let the other side have your way Ooh, that's so, an interesting one so it's like it's so like get into that <laughs> yeah it's basically like it's trying to have this conversation where it's not an argument where i'm trying to say like hey you need to you need to do what i want it's more so like coaxing coaxing it out of them by different tactics to basically get them to align with what you've already wanted it's like mm. the same concept of saying like i want to sell my car to you what i really want is eight thousand but yeah. what am i going to post on craigslist ten thousand mm. so that when we negotiate you'll say six and i'll say eight and then we got a deal 
you know, like that simple concept, but he has it to a whole nother level. But it's just like, I think it just like made me aware of like the importance of negotiating. Um, just because like it can really factor into any part of your life. And I think a lot of people get taken advantage of because they're not willing to stand up for themselves. Uh, They're not willing to like understand it that they can negotiate. They can say something back. Um, so a few of the things that they he brought forward is uh, two tactics that I've learned so far. I haven't finished the whole class, but two tactics was one was mirroring, 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 um, mirroring. And <laughs> so what you do is like in a conversation, you just repeat back to them like the last three words of their sentence. Oh, so like all I have to do is repeat back the last three words. Yes, exactly. So exactly what you just did. <laughs> and like that's mirroring. So you continually do that. And the purpose of that is to not to like sway them. It's more so just to build rapport. Mm. So like if you really think about rapport, it's like typically the best way to build rapport is by continually asking questions. Yeah. And so that's basically the concept. Um, and then as you build that rapport, the next thing that you do is like you keep understanding more about it. It's like, so, uh, um, like, so he uses an example of like, um, this company that he's trying to sell a product to and they're like, we don't want to work with you. You don't want to work with me. Yeah. I mean, we just can't afford it right now. You can't afford it. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we could afford it, but we just had a bad experience before. So you had a bad mm. experience before. And like, you kind of start understanding like, what's the real problem? Yeah. So the real problem is, it's not that they can't afford you. It's more so that they got burnt last time they bought a product similar to yours and they don't want to do that again. So they're like Mm -hmm. kind of hesitant. Um, So then you're like, oh, so then you label their issue. Mm -hmm. So then you say like, okay, so it seems like this is the problem. And this is how I'm going to solve it. Hmm. So it's like, or like I was a financial advisor before. And a lot of them had issues with financial advisors because they've been burnt by financial advisors. Because it's a hard world where it's like they might have a good financial advisor, but all of a sudden 2008 happened and they lost 40% of their money and that financial advisor didn't catch it in time. Well, yeah. that's a lot of people. Um, so like, but <laughs> a lot of money. they got burnt, but like then the market got burnt. So it's like, oh, so was it the financial advisor? No, it actually was that they're scared that they could lose their money again in the stock market. So they're scared of the stock market. Mm. So it's like, that's the real issue. And that's where it's like, so I see that you're really scared of the stock market and what it can do. Um, let me talk about how it we can build like barriers to make it a little bit more affordable. And like, that's just a, the gist of Chris Voss. Awesome dude. Definitely intense. Um, but I think it's just like, part of starting this company proof in theory being in a different work environments like negotiating is super important and i didn't realize that as much before um mm-hmm. but i think it's definitely a tactic that i continually want to use so yeah that's, that's my one. morgan freeman of the week <laughs> speaking well, of intense people mine for this week will be jocko willink he was a former navy seal um if you he has a couple best-selling books one of which that i'm going through right now is extreme ownership Um, And it's basically just talking about how as a leader, everything, whether it goes right or wrong, well, if it goes right, it's because of your team. If it goes wrong, it's because of poor leadership. Mm. And it's just really kind of taking that to heart of like, hey, if something's not going right, like it, everything at the end of the day comes back to my leadership. So 
Um, a, a quote that I really like in the book is when setting expectations, no matter what has been said or written, if substandard performance is accepted and no one is held accountable, if there are no consequences, that poor performance becomes the new standard. Therefore, leaders must enforce standards. So, um, which I thought was a pretty interesting idea that if you see somebody that's working for you do a little bit, even if let's say it's 5% less than where it should be and not addressing that, it doesn't mean you have to go and like start yelling at somebody, but it means yeah. like, Hey man, like I noticed like you didn't do this quite as well. Like maybe you didn't, uh, you, you missed a typo, you know, like something like that. It's like, Hey, right. you, there's a typo in this. Like it was a comma in the wrong place. Um, I know it's not a big deal, but this is something that we have to keep in mind because there are people that care about that stuff. Right. And that'll show that our brand isn't, you know, doing punctuation correct, which which creates more questions of like, what else aren't they doing? Like, they, right. they obviously aren't like. And so there's things like that where even if it's the small things, if the standards aren't upheld, then they're going to continue to diminish because that 5% turns into 10%, which turns into 15%. And then you have a company. Yeah. If you look, I mean, if you look at a lot of companies, look at Ford, for example, they were the number one vehicle for how long they had insanely good performance in their vehicles. Um, you didn't really have to worry about fixing them as much. And then you look at what started to happen is the standard just kept lowering and lowering oh, to where example. like, they that. just break down all the time. And now like they're kind of building themselves back up again. They're, they're cutting right. out vehicles that are still like they cut out their cars, for example, cause their cars were just kind of doing crappy, weren't performing well. But right. their trucks were doing really well. So they're like, hey, our trucks are doing well. They're not breaking down all the time. I mean, maybe if you're a Chevy person, you disagree. <laughs> but in reality, they're the number one best-selling truck in America for a reason now. You know, it's because of right. the reliability. But like for a while, that was not true at all. Yeah. Um, no, I, that's so interesting. And I think that's kind of contrarian to a lot of like leaders and managers out there. Just mm -hmm. because most people are like, um, if you don't do it to 100%, and you do it at 95%, it's like, oh, it's okay. No big yeah. deal. And like a lot of people are just like lenient in that way. But I think I think the way that you're approaching it is it's so interesting where it's like, it's not about like critiquing you. Yeah. You know, it's more so we have a standard. And I think it's like really communicating that standard beforehand instead mm -hmm. of like just having that standard in your head and then all of a sudden be like, well, we actually have a standard and you missed it. And the person yeah. that you're working for you is like, what standard? Like, yeah, that'll frustrate you for yeah, sure. Yeah, so I I love that though. I think that's really, I think that's really important. Hmm. Yeah, and and as a corporate company gets bigger and bigger, if that standard becomes more and more relaxed, like I oh, said yeah. with Ford, you know, I mean, like they're a great example of that. They got yeah. huge, and then their standards because they weren't upheld, yeah. just went to the and, ground. And immediately, know? what comes to my mind is like employment. So like when it comes to like one worker you and they're working at 95% instead of 100% of what the standard is, then you have to add another worker down the road faster than you normally would have to because their capacity is limited compared to what they need to. So like as you're building the company, you mm -hmm. also have 10 employees when you only need eight. Yeah. And like that kind of concept where it's like, wait, how? And then I think a lot of people are also noticing that through this pandemic where like they had to cut a lot of their staff, but they're still performing. Yeah. Or it's like, what <laughs> happened true. with that? You know, I mean, like, that's the whole thing where it's like it, there's just like this dead weight that happens because the standards are not being held. So it's like yeah. only a pandemic can really shift someone's company back to what it should be, which yeah. is sad.
So I thought that was interesting. It's a really good Super book. Interesting. I definitely recommend, even if you're not a leader, um, I think it's something to apply to your own, own life extreme ownership. It's like, yeah. if you're feeling down on yourself about like, oh man, like I've gained all this weight or like, you know, that's something like for me, I'm like, ah, dang it, I gained weight again because I went on vacation and <laughs> ate crazy and like all this stuff. But it's like, it's taking ownership of like, I chose to eat those meals. You know, I chose to sit on my butt, like <laughs> versus instead of saying like, yeah, you know, like, oh man, this person brought this food in and I got like the work, yeah. the office brought in pizza and I, so I had to eat pizza. You know, it's like, yeah. well, I didn't have to, I could have said no and just got a salad <laughs> or something. Yeah. You know? But like, it's, it's also, it's like, it's basically giving a standard to your goals, yeah. you know, where it's like, it's like when you go to the gym, you're not just like hanging out at the gym. There's so many people I've seen just like go to the gym, but they're just like just chilling. Like yeah. they're on their phone, like watching Netflix as they're like biking <laughs> at like five miles per hour, you know, like, and like, that's like the part of it where it's like, yes, you still have goals, but he's talking about not just goals, but like the standard of that goal, you know, like yeah. how you do it. It's not, I think that's. Yeah. Hmm. So really hmm. good book. Can Definitely I use recommend next They have an audio book too. And I think even he reads it. I'm not sure on that, but if he does, oh, you will. Interesting. He has a very deep, like grisly voice and you'd be like, you'd probably feel like you're a wimp after listening to it, to be <laughs> honest, but <laughs> that's um, funny. He's a pretty cool guy. He he has a lot of really good um, business principles. He talks to, you know, Fortune 100, Fortune 10 companies on yep. leadership and stuff like that. So um, definitely worth the checking out. He has a YouTube channel, podcast, all that stuff. Cool. Love it. But anyways, let's get so, into today's topic. Yeah. Well, before we do that, oh, let's okay. do a quick update. Yeah, um, we're going to do an update. And I think you mentioned it a little bit is vacations. So we are a podcast of two. There's two of us, and we're starting this company, trying to do this whole thing. But when one of us leaves for vacation, that's 50% of our workforce is gone. So <laughs> we dealt with this over the past month where I went on vacation first, and then Kyle went on his sabbatical for like forever, it felt like. Um, <laughs> and I think we just wanted – I just wanted to talk about that a little bit because like a lot of people don't necessarily recognize that like when you're doing these side hustles and when you're doing, when you're working and stuff and someone leaves for a vacation, which is very important to go and relax and to like take that break. Like mm -hmm. what that happens to the team and how it almost like slows us down, but also like, I don't know how we've dealt with it. I think yeah. first of all, we need to discuss like how we make sure we were consistent through it. Yeah. Um, so we, well, I forget like, few weeks ago we literally had a marathon of <laughs> podcasts that we did um yeah. because like we needed to get ahead because i think we needed like three weeks four weeks worth of content i think, I think we did four weeks worth in a week so yeah we did so three we, on one day and then one right before i left yeah so we needed to do four episodes within a week because we had we had to basically push for four weeks and why we did that is because like we we sat down and planned first of all we're like all right so what do we need and when do we need it and we just knocked that out and i think that's so important that we did that um mm -hmm. and i think that like we through all of it like we maintained consistency like yeah. you guys have had a podcast every week you're welcome <laughs> thanks to kyle because he does all the editing i just talk a lot so um but i thought that was so interesting where it's like the other part of it is our social media game has been down by both of us. Yeah. And I think we talked about it a little bit before and Kyle's always so hard on himself for this and it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but 
it's really difficult when you don't have accountability with you. Mm-hmm. You know, because like when you're on vacation, like I didn't want to hit you up. You know, like yeah, the, like I wanted to share like only exciting things. Like I didn't want to be like, so uh, do we have a podcast ready for this coming week? Uh, <laughs> and, like you know that kind of stuff. Um, but I just thought it was so interesting where it's like your motivation because of the lack of accountability is just like low. Yeah. Like I had all these plans of like doing like Kyle go on vacation. I'm going to do this, this, this. And did I do any of those things? Maybe. No, (laughs) I did not. I didn't. Yeah. Like it makes you understand like why it's so hard when you're doing something solo. Like, especially like if it's in this realm where it's like video or podcast, like I can see why it'd be so hard to get that motivation of doing it every week. Yes. Cause like, when you don't have the accountability and especially like right now where we don't have a thousand people listening to us every week, you know, like it's like, yes. eh, who, how many people are actually going to miss if we did it on Wednesday? Yeah. Because our of, audience yeah. isn't holding us accountable at this point. Our yeah. audience is basically like, I wonder how long they will last. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's sure what there's a couple bets placed, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, do you think they can make it to 15 episodes? I doubt it. I'm like, I'm more like, yeah, we can. Um, but yeah. And, and I think then too, when we came back from vacations and got back into the flow of things, it took a little bit of effort. Yeah, you know, like just sure. getting back into our swing was just like we were like dodging each other's call, not dodging it, but just like missing each other's calls for like a week straight yeah. because we're just it's like, like, OK, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, and, tomorrow. Uh, and it like and then the, the one night that we did catch up, we just talked about the vacations that we were on and didn't even talk about business stuff. So we're like, oh, it's been an hour and we probably well, I have to go, but like we should probably call it again. <laughs> so it's like, ah damn it um but <laughs> then we finally got back into the flow of things and now we're obviously recording some podcasts and getting this going again but it, i found that so interesting where i think what i took out of it is like solo entrepreneurs you need That's to find someone guys, else man. out like yo, know, like i don't i don't you have to find some sort of accountability partners or something with that like you guys are elite in my mind because that is tough i don't know, yeah. understand how you could do it but blessings yeah, on it's you. definitely tough stuff um uh, you know and part of that is we have definitions for our productivity right you know like we we have a standard of like hey we need to have this done by tuesday is our podcast you know what i mean so like we have that standard for ourselves but there's also standards that sometimes get pulled in from the outside right like there's sometimes where it's like, oh, I was like scrolling on Instagram and like this person's killing it and I'm not doing anything like. Yeah. So it's like I need to work harder. You know, there's like, yeah, there's definitely that those influences of like those negative influences as well as like right. they can be positive. You can turn those around. But like right. we have our own definition. But then there's also definitions that the world tries to put on us. Yeah. Now, did you, did you all just see what happened right there? Kyle just segued us right into the main topic <laughs> from our update to the topic of who defines your productivity. So yeah. that was that was pretty amazing, honestly. I just had to stop and just recognize that. That was I was <laughs> like, oh wow, we are now right on schedule. Um, so kind of start this out. I kind of wanted to give a preface of where this is coming from. There's two things. Um, one is we're in a pandemic and it's really difficult to tell someone to be productive while they're also just coping with this whole loneliness pandemic and all this that is going on um and two this is pushed by um morgan sent me a post by dr caroline leaf and i'm going to read it to you of productivity um and i think it's super important just to kind of recognize the bullet points of what she said and i thought we could turn that into a full episode because it really does matter 
who defines your productivity. Um, So I'm going to read that real quick and then we can get into it. So she says, it's okay if all you did today was get up and watch Netflix. It's okay if you did not work out. It's okay if you didn't declutter a room. It's okay if you didn't feel like talking about the crisis. It's okay if you didn't learn a new skill. It's okay if you were lazy. What's not okay is if you're... If you let a checklist, social media, or experts make you feel guilty for just trying to cope in a crisis. Don't let other definitions of productivity keep you from enjoying your life. Mm. Mm. Drop that. <laughs> and I think that just kind of blew my mind because like a part of it, I was like, is that like against me? You know, like, <laughs> am I that expert? Am I that social media telling people to be productive then i was like no like productivity needs to be defined by each one of us yeah personally we are not telling you what productivity should be for you we're just telling you that you should be productive different Mm -hmm. um and i think it's just like what she really reveals is the fragility of our minds and how important it is to take care of it yeah um and like the mental health that it we need to focus on right now is so 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 important definitely with this like i mean a lot of people are just dealing with loneliness i mean i'm an extroverted person that can't hang out with people like that's hard (laughs) but like i'm still blessed you know like there's people out there that are literally by themselves in their house no one else Mm -hmm. and like dealing with that you know and like I, i don't know if you guys have noticed but how many songs have come out with the word lonely in it I think mm-hmm. there's a ton of different songs that are just coming out that is like talking about loneliness where it's like even these celebrities are feeling lonely, you know, yeah. or it's like they have access to everything. <laughs> oh, wait, no, they can't still. And they're so lonely. And I think mm-hmm. that's just so interesting. And I, I think the second part of it where it's like, even if outside the pandemic is like the, the hustle culture impact. Right. And like how that used to be a great thing back in the day. I, I remember like in college where it's like, yeah, the hustle culture, like those people that are like doing these things, like selling sneakers and doing all this stuff and making that some extra money. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like, oh, pff, hustle culture. What are you doing? Like, that's so lame. Like, yeah. you're, you're doing more than us? Yeah, I don't know. It's just <laughs> a lot. Um, and just like how the definition of that peer pressure really comes into productivity. Yeah, I think I think too, like this kind of goes into our previous podcast that we were doing about um what's the word uh burnout burnout um where it's like by letting other people's definitions of productivity become your definition it creates burnout if you're not defining your own level of productivity based on what your goals are you're gonna burn out you know so like you're trying to work 80 hours a week week when your goals are something that requires you to work 40 you know yeah. What you're going to burn out, you know, that's not your level of where your drive is. If your drive doesn't match the amount of work you're doing, then you're going to burn out inevitably. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's where um, we're trying just to highlight the importance of defining for yourself. But like, how do you do that? You know, like, how yeah. do you start like building those levels of like, all right, so I need to be productive. Because I think a lot of people just say that, you know, it's like, I need mm-hmm. to be productive, but not really know wh- why. Other than it's just like everyone is telling me to do it. Yeah, and, that's true. And I think that's like, it's it's just going to mess you up, you know, mm-hmm. because you're just going to feel bad all the time because you're not being productive because you don't know what it means, you know? Yeah. Like productivity is taking input to create output, right? So like 
you're taking your hours to produce something. So mm-hmm. if you're, what are you producing? You know, if you don't know what you're producing, you're just trying to be productive. How do you know if you're doing good? Yeah, that's true. You know, so it's like, that's why it's so important to set goals. That's why yeah. it's good to have a standard to how you go about those goals. Yeah. I but think, like, um, like you, like you're saying, like, what's your goal and then what do you need to actually reach your goal? So a big person that pushed yeah. the hustle culture to the forefront over the past three to five years is Gary Vee, you know, but yeah. his goal is to own the New York Jets. You know, like yeah. his goal is not to retire early and make sure that his kids go to college for free and that, you know, like those aren't his goals. His goals are, is to own the Jets. He has yeah. to hustle so hard to do that, especially from somebody that came from nothing as an immigrant, you know, like yeah. his parents were immigrants. So like he, he has to outwork pretty much anybody else to do that versus yeah. a lot of people that want that goal maybe started off with a million dollars in their bank account. That wasn't yes. him. You know what I mean? So yeah. he has to do those 80 hour weeks. Same with like Elon Musk or Tim Cook, you know? Yeah. If you have a high goal, your work ethic has to meet that high goal. But like, don't, you don't have to work yourself to death if your goal is to, you know, like I said, retire early, make sure your kids are set up. Like if those are your yeah. goals, you don't have to work 80 hours a week from 21 all the way to whenever your goal to retire is like, yeah. maybe, maybe if it's 35, you do have to work that hard, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, yeah. No, I mean, if your goal is just... like 55, you got time, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's where it's like, is defining those like big goals that you have. And like, even with Gary V, it's a good example that you bring him up because like, even lately he doesn't even want to be a part of the hustle culture. Yeah. Because true. like, because of the mental like breakdown that it creates in people. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it's forcing you to do things that you don't even want to do. Yeah. You know, like he's doing these things because he wants something so badly, but he's not going to sacrifice his family for it. Mm-hmm. He's going to do it because like that all the other things that he's balancing in his life, like he still has his goals and he's going to strive for those. I mean, he's a workaholic for, for most people's definition, but to him it's not. Mm-hmm. Because like for him, he's enjoying his time doing it. And like yeah. that's a, the big part of it where it's like if you – a lot of things that I listen to is like startup podcasts. So like how I built this. And a lot of the times where like Guy Ross is asking them like all about the balance of life and everything, a lot of them like lose a lot of their relationships. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of them that were married when they started the, like the start of the business are no longer married. There's only like a few, like a handful that are like continued marriage, like throughout it, you know, yeah. because it's very difficult to put your entire focus on this goal and then, have these other goals at the same time you know mm-hmm. like it's hard to like maintain relationships but like that's the sacrifice that they're doing because they wanted to create something like lyft they wanted to create something like amazon they wanted to create something like instagram so like they wanted to do these great things which are great for our world but also it's like is that everyone's goal yeah i don't think so like <laughs> I, I mean i think for myself my goal priorities is like i have to love love god love my wife and then like also build a dope ass business you know, like I do yeah. have that goal and I do really want to bring a company to like an IPO. That'd be dope. And that is my goal. But like at the same time, like I I'm putting the effort in now, the input to create output daily so I can get there and I'm not yeah. expecting it tomorrow. Yeah. That's you know? the other thing. The patience. That's, and that's and I think that's where the accountability really comes into because mm-hmm. like it, other people talking to you about your goals helps you be patient. Yeah, because it becomes real and realistically people don't overnight become millionaires. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, 
Um, I think we've even brought this example up in the past as someone like Mark Cuban who was selling trash bags door to door as a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or even again, going back to Gary Vee, he used to cut people's flowers out of their garden and sell them back to them. You know, yeah. like that's that's the type of mentality they had from such a young age right. that that's where they're at now. But like right. not everybody's built like that. You know what I mean? Like no. some people are not meant to be. And this is something that I've heard lately that I think is actually really good is like not everyone's meant to be a CEO or a number one. You know, like sometimes you're best as a number two to a yes. number one. Like yes. I think that's something that's a great realization for a lot of people is like you don't have to own the company and be the number one to also be very successful. You know, like right. There's a lot. Think about the number twos at Apple, Microsoft, you know, like the number fives and sixes, you know, like yeah. those people still made off really, really well for themselves. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they didn't have to brunt that yoke, that heavy yoke of being the CEO of a multi, multi, multi million dollar company where yeah. you don't have somebody else to go to and ask a question when things are going wrong. You are yeah. the last line of defense. Yeah. Which is if you're number two or three, you can still ask that up. But like, yeah, if you're trying to build up to be a number one and that's like you're you're looking at other people's productivity and you're like, I have to be like that to be successful. Right. You're not thinking about their number twos and threes who are also working hard, but don't have to work quite as hard because it's not their business, you know what I mean? Yes. But are also successful. Yeah. And I think you, that points to the direction of like, if you're pointing at someone else's life, it's really good to kind of see what habits they have. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, like that Navy SEAL dude, like he had some great habits, obviously, to be this motivational speaker that he is now. Um, but if I look at his life specifically, like he has a different path than I do. Yeah, you know? exactly. And like that path is totally different. And like, how am I supposed to do that? And a big, big example that Kyle and I both relate on heavily is like our path right now is to provide for our families, but also we have these things called student loans that we're paying. <laughs> so like I was just saying like as a joke where it's like, if I didn't have these student loans, I could go work at a coffee shop and be good, yeah. you know, solid. But like, because mm -hmm. I have these student loans, I have to pay those and then also make more than working at a coffee shop because of that problem. So like that path that I have to, and that burden that I have to hold on to, that was worth it in my mind to go to school and all that kind of stuff is still heavy, but like, that's my path and I have to deal with that. So I can't just yeah. also just like up and drop my job and like not worry about it. Like I have responsibilities. So for mm -hmm. me to get to my goal of like running my own company or doing anything like that, it's like, I can't just drop everything. I have responsibilities yeah. to ha handle first. So if yeah. I look at someone to my left or, well, I guess this is left for you guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to my right or left, it's just like you're going to look at them and compare yourself to the wrong parts of them, you know, yeah. because like they're being productive to their standard and to their goals, but like they have different goals and they have a different path. Yeah. And I think that's where it like you have to bring it back and especially during this time and start making sure that you are mentally healthy first. Yeah. You know, like start like watching Netflix, not making yourself feel so bad for it. You know, like mm -hmm. just enjoy that relaxation. Like to kind of give you guys like a life update for me um, that relates to this is I, I'm transitioning jobs. So I'm going from one company to another. And when you're doing that, like you're delegating a lot of your work to other people at the for like the last week. So by the end of the week, you have like nothing to do. Hopefully, you know, like yeah. you don't, you don't want to like Hollison have a bunch of projects that are still open and be like, all right, peace. Um, so like, <laughs> but what that also made me feel as I was getting to the end of this week was this like, I really feel like I wasn't productive today. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I don't have any output today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it, because I don't have anything to do. So it's like, <clears throat> if I, if I would just like compare myself to all my other coworkers at that time, like they're producing a lot more than I am. 
but like my path is different. Like my yeah, path is going example. towards leaving this company right now so I can build another path for this other company. And theirs is still within this company. So they should still be producing output and it's time for me to unwind and then increase again. So it's, I think it's just like really um, a big part. I think at, at times where it's like, we're really in your face about like, Hey, you need to be productive, which you should. But like at the same time, like we're not trying to define your productivity. We're trying yeah. to be the resource for it. And like, that's why it's so important to utilize other people, utilize our podcast, utilize the content that we produce because we're trying to help you be productive for yourself and pr mm -hmm. be productive on your own terms. So we're not trying to give you these like bullet points of like, this is the only way to be productive. Like I'm not, I'm not a person that says like, you need to be 10 X all the time. And that's <laughs> how you, that's how you hit your goals. And like, like, I, yeah, I think that does work for some people, but not everyone's that way. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I, and, I think that's the like, hard part. Like you said, like being productive is different for everybody. And like, feeling bad about watching netflix isn't gonna help you know like no. that can be productive for you if that's something that's recharging you and it makes you the next day perform better because you actually had time to like sit back and relax right do that you know like some right. people just don't really need that as much as others and like that's the thing to know is like some people need more leisure time some people need more sleep like some people can operate off of seven hours some people need yeah. nine you know like yeah. if i don't get nine like oh i'm dead like yeah that's not me i'm i'm an eight hour person personally but like knowing that about yourself and not comparing it to others when you know that like is yep. huge like if you know yep. like i need to take a nap after work do that don't feel bad that like after a long day of work you need to take a nap or you need to watch netflix or whatever it is that you yeah. need to do like don't feel like oh i Absolutely. got back from work now i have to do this this and this like i have to cook i have to clean i have to do like sometimes right. like just let the house be messy for a day <laughs> do it tomorrow if you need to you know what i mean like don't feel bad about that you know yeah yeah and, and i think uh, we're going to dive into more of that next week um, just because like, I think a big part that like stops us from continuing our productivity is feeling bad. Yeah. Is I agree. Guilt is the lack of forgiveness for ourselves, like the mm -hmm. lack of grace. Um, <laughs> and I think that's a big part of it where it's just like, when you start looking at other people's standards, when you look at the other people's definitions of things, you just start stopping, you know, yeah. and you just feel bad. And you then, that whole like like self-awareness of what you're trying to get to of like being mentally healthy just starts deteriorating because you're mm -hmm. just and like that's where we're in this climate of like social media where all you see is people's good part of themselves yeah not a lot of people are fully authentic you know like <laughs> they say that they are but they still aren't you know like that's the whole thing where it's like we're seeing the best parts of people and we're comparing ourselves to them and then when you compare yourself you're just making yourself feel worse and worse and worse instead of just like just let yourself just be, you know, like yeah. just let yourself deal with the things that you need to deal with first. You know, like that's why like we talked about balance of um, productivity and balanced life and everything. And we really did say that the, like mental health, but I don't think we'd made a big enough like exclamation point on that. Like mental health is so important. Like you yeah. need to make sure that you're taking care of that first, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think, I think a part of it too is that when we, talk about all of this like we really just want to build a culture that surrounds like you reaching your goals and yeah. helping you do that and we want to be a resource for that but we don't want to be that definition for you so that's why we want to really want to discuss like how you need to define it for yourself 
Um, but the first step is always to say what your goal is. That's why mm-hmm. that's our why, like to help you reach your goal. But like, what is your goal first? And then start looking at the priorities of your life and see what's important. So like start yeah. off with your mental health, you know, get that figured out first. And that's where we did that whole audit of your mental um, and your productivity and all that kind of stuff, because it creates self-awareness. You know, mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to do is create that self-awareness for yourself so that you can build off of it. Um, and that's first, just take care of your mental, you know, take care of your relationships and then start working on your, on work, start working on those goals and being productive. But yeah, that's what I have to say. Yeah. I think, you know, building those goals out for each area of your life, like we've gone over is like health relationships work, you know, like you need to make sure there's goals in all three of those areas or one's going to suffer. And like the one we're talking about today, more specifically is going to be more of the health side of things. Like making sure your mental health is taken care of. And then when that's taken care of your relationships and your work will also flourish, you know, like, exactly. um, so that's, that's pretty much the gist of what this week's is. We're going to get a little bit more into this next week as well, but getting more into the side of forgiving yourself when it comes to falling short on your productivity goals. Yes. Um, so we hope you guys got something out of this. If you got something in particular out of this or something that you're struggling with, with defining your productivity, please leave a comment below. Uh, We appreciate you guys stopping by, like, subscribe, hit that bell, all of those good things. Leave a review. We will see you guys next week. See you guys. Thanks.